uh, I'm, I'm monogamous, okay? But other people, you want to do poly, I ain't got no problem with that. But if you're going to do it, goddamn it, have some morals and some principles and some business about yourself. You ain't building no nation. You's a goddamn hoe, okay? You need to be building a, a, a free clinic, okay? Hey, man, praise God. What's the next reason why I can't be black with y'all, okay? If you still take pride in saying, oh, man, so-and-so is the first black this, so-and-so is the first black that, bitch, it's 2022, okay? If you the first black anything in 2022, my nigga, when black people have pretty much invented all this shit, even trained motherfuckers on how to wash their ass, I cannot be black with your uninformed, uncultured ass, okay? Ooh, I'm starting to get hot, sister. I'm going to have to take off my damn robe, okay? And yes, okay? Amen, honey. Them tambourine boys got me excited this morning. I'm ready to go in on my sermon, honey, and I ain't even halfway through. Okay? Now, if you have ever, okay, amen, sister, if you have ever opened your black-ass mouth to utter the words, trust the science, I cannot be black with your ass, okay? Because as soon as you say trust the science, I'm going to bust my eyes at you and I'm going to look and I'm going to say Tuskegee. I ain't trusting shit, okay? So um, if you still talking about flattening the curve, okay? If you talking about trust the, shine, the science, honey, I can't be black with your ass. You got to get the hell away from me, okay? Use an op as far as I'm concerned as a young folks say. Okay, what's the next one? This one right here probably going to piss a lot of y'all off because y'all ain't going to hear me correct. If you... Okay, you, if your black ass is still screaming revolution, bitch, fuck you and your circle. It's time to evolve, okay? That's it right there on that point. Next, if you, (laughs) if you are actually happy over the Crown Act and not offended and questioning that, why your black ass needs a law for you to be able to grow your hair in its natural state, I can't be black with your ass. As far as I'm concerned, you probably one of them motherfuckers that take pride and say, oh, this is the first black such and such. This is the first black that. Some shit that white folks been doing for years, but yeah, we take pride in it because it's the first black anything. Stop doing that shit. I can't be black with you niggas. I'm so sorry. Okay? Now, got a few more points, sister, and then I'm going to be done with and pass the mic on back, okay? Because like I said, I get taught whenever I up here spitting this here fire, this here truth, okay? Now, if you, and this is a big one right here, this is my personal peeve, and I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Y'all probably going to tune out after this, but you know what? Wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. If you still carrying around with the whole um, the whole Friday pizza party mentality, if you are still one of those uh, black people that partake in that, I cannot be black with your ass. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean, and I'm going to explain that. The pizza party. What I mean is this right here. How many of us have ever worked a job and we have been overworked at this job? The employers know that they are getting away with murder. You should be getting raises. Your condition should be better. This is a typical job in America, right? Typical job in America. Now, instead of these employers doing something to boost morale, such as giving everybody those raises they deserve, fixing some of those complaints, making good on some of them promises. They don't do none of that shit. You know what the fuck they do? They wait till it's Friday and they have a fucking pizza party. Like, oh, we just want to give you guys a a lunch appreciation. Pizza be motherfucking cold. You don't even like who they got the pizza and shit from. And at the end of the day, you rather buy your own motherfucking pizza to eat in your house, okay? But they do that to pacify niggas. And that is the same thing 
okay? This is the same thing that the Juneteenth shit is, okay? This is what I mean by that Friday pizza party mentality. Yes, I said it. At this point, fuck Juneteenth. And you know why I say fuck Juneteenth? Because I just said it, the Crown Act. My nigga, you not free. Your hair ain't even free. We still waiting on laws to be passed, begging for white folks to, hey, can I can I let my hair grow out? How it grow? Can I can I just let my hair grow? Your hair ain't even free, nigga. And you sitting up here at a goddamn Juneteenth. And then when you look at what Juneteenth is all about, we sitting up here celebrating um, over the fact that these white folks done lied to our people. Okay, talking about uh, we're free. And this was on the 18th and the 19th. Um, in Galveston, Texas, and those lower areas, folks had been legally free for nearly two years before they found out. Why the fuck is we celebrating? Again, we still need laws to grow our hair the way that it grows. So again, miss me with that Friday pizza party bullshit. Y'all wait for Biden to get in the office and stuff Hallelujah. like that. And now, okay, Hallelujah. like, come on, miss me with that. See, I'm getting hard. I got to go ahead and get ready to stop. I got about two more points, and I'm going to have to pass the mic on and drink me some orange juice. Because, you know, at the pulpit, honey, they drank, excuse me, apple juice. Or, you know, this is uh my church. It might be some Hennessy in there today, honey, because I'm tired. Okay, uh, my next yeah. point. Okay, my next point is this: I cannot be black with you if you fucking with Keyshawn. Um, after she pulled a gun on Diamond, protecting her abuser. Yes, I am talking about P Valley. You got damn right. Okay, if you still fucking with Keyshawn after she don't went and then pulled that gun on Diamond, after Diamond done went and then whooped her abuser's ass, just for Keyshawn to go ahead on and protect her abuser and shit like that. If you still rocking with Keyshawn, I can't fuck with you. But I will say here, I fuck with the show heavy. You want to know why? Because one of our very own hot worders, okay, Miss Maisha, is actually doing some good-ass work on P-Valley. Amen. Okay? Okay? Shout out to Coy Malone. Girl, we are so proud of you. Okay? Now, this is my last final point. My last final point, and I'm going to go ahead on and switch this thing back to, to Deaconess Ghetto Gospel, okay? Now, if you... I waited for your Lord and Savior, the white man who just so happened to favor Keyshawn Baby Daddy from P-Valley. I can't be black with you. You got to get the fuck away from me. That's it. That's all. Thank you. That is my opening sermon. I can't be black with your ass, and those are the reasons why that I can't on this here Sunday morning. Everybody is purging, and everybody in America, they broke. So right now, I challenge you, right now on this here commercial, to be the change and the difference. If you have $2.50, you can sponsor you an American. That's right. A full-blown American for $2.50 a day, Monday through Friday. Cause they live in America. Their infrastructure fucking up and everything. So they can't really do nothing on the weekend no way. Except stay at the house. If you are interested in sponsoring American, give us a call at 1-800-HOT-WORD. Amen. Amen. This is Deaconess. Amen. Ghetto Gospel. And I want to say, yes, Pastor American needs sponsoring at this point. It's getting serious up in here. Okay. It's getting For serious up today. in here. 
Okay, for 25 cents a day, you can get somebody a bowl of chili and send them on their merry goddamn way. This is America. Amen. 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 The land of where we have already been, okay, because we put it into our space and place. So this is where we be. Americans, you know, we are the indigenous people here, so it's okay. We are Mm -hmm. the originals. So everybody get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Amen. I can't be black with y'all. You know what? I was just thinking before we get into the myth about black businesses, I just want to interject mm-hmm. this right here on um, that African, the uh, African American. You know, if you really look at that word and you break it down and do a little bit of critical thinking, uh, black karma, besides somebody told you about Africa, what do you know about it? You know, but I know you can tell people about the sweet beaches in the Carolinas, you know. I know you can tell folks, tell some stories about your grandma, 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 owning land and honey. I can't be black with y'all because y'all choose to be African American. And I do want to say that NAACP, the NAA color people, I'm like, if it's so serious, if you just really got to be African-American, how come they didn't change that to mm-hmm. N-A-A-A-A? Okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do want to say, too, you know what? <laughs> we did not create that. That it comes from us, indigenous people. We did not create nope. that NAACP. Nope. We did not do that. Nope. But what we did do it starts so many businesses here, always have, always been. Y'all been here with our businesses, and fast forward today, they make it hard for a nigga. You know, it's hard out here for a pimp, for a black pimp. You know why? We don't got no cash flow. That's why. We're trying mm-hmm. to start our small businesses up and get it kicking and going, and what do we got? Mm support from family and friends not so much Mm. we mentioned that before and that's a shame but the myth about black businesses and then you throw in the negro pn who have this business and they have this nice little group of black businesses and they not about to let you in because they click in you know what i mean they click in like Mm -hmm. the black boule Y'all look it up. We're not going to get all up into it, honey, how to tell. And this church of black America, but B-O-U-L-E, look up that black boule and see what that is and see what it be. You'll find W.E. Du Bois, that nigga, you know, he had, uh, I did a little research on him a few years back in Pasta. He don't like that black skin that he was in. And they just latched on to this European way of thinking and latched on to that theory of the migration to where, oh, some people from Africa came over here and those people are supposed to be us. That's a lie. Somebody lied. And that's why Mm -hmm. I cannot be black with y'all because you just accept everything. Mm -hmm. Like Pastor said, Revolution? Y'all look that word up and see what that is. Revolution. You just going around and around in circles. 
So it's like, where's the evolution of it all? So we have black businesses scraping, trying to make it by, trying to make this capitalistic world into something sustainable to where they could support themselves and their families. And it has been hard for two reasons. Our own people, it's been mm-hmm. hard. Our own people don't want to fuck with us, all right? This is the truth. This is Deaconess, Ghetto Gospel, and you're listening to I Can't Be Black mm-hmm. With Y'all Only on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Y'all say Let good. me tell you something. If you want to make money in business, take your name off the business. You right here trying to collect glory and fame, man. Get some money. It ain't going to work in the black African-American community. It ain't working. See, you could be selling the same thing the Jewish man selling. You could be selling the same thing the Asian man selling. You could be selling the same thing that the Arab man selling. Just because you a nigga that they know they not going to support that. Take your name off that motherfucking business and watch how that bitch blossom. Sometimes you got to take your name off that motherfucking shirt. Niggas ain't going to wear your picture on your motherfucking shirt unless you dead. They want to support you when you ain't around to feel the love and the support. That's the problem with niggas. Niggas don't want to see other niggas come up but expect niggas to come out of nigga situation with all these white people hating on us the way they hating on us because we hating on us. We don't support our own kind. If you a promoter and throwing a party and people ain't coming, throw another party across the street and don't put your name on it. Watch how they pile up in that motherfucker because niggas don't support niggas. They don't believe in that. They don't understand that. The only time niggas going to come together when another nigga bashing the other nigga that the other niggas never met, and they gonna join up with that. They ain't even gotta know the full story. They hating on niggas they never met. That's just how niggas is. Niggas want you fucked up because they fucked up. Hurt people, hurt people. But if you want to make money in business, take your name off that business. Extract yourself away from that motherfucker and just get the money that's coming in. Don't worry about the fame and the motherfucking glory. Yeah, that's gonna come when you celebrate with your motherfucking family behind closed doors or when you doing vacation. Vacations and shit, they gon' just see, damn, how that nigga coming up with that shit, how that nigga going here every motherfucking week, how that nigga got a new Benz, a new motherfucking Lexus, how he ride riding the Rolls Royce, they gon' just gonna see you doing better and understand you in a better situation, but they don't need to know how you making money off this motherfucking business, cause they see your name on that shit, they ain't coming to support that shit, niggas do not support niggas unless it's bashing another nigga, yeah, you ain't got to believe me, just look at Young Jeezy. When he was first coming out, he ain't put his face all over the CD. He just used the motherfucking snowman. Niggas had to figure that shit out. Look at Kanye West, his top-selling motherfucking multi-platinum album that came out. I don't know the name of it, but it ain't had no cover. It ain't had no name on it. None of that shit. Just a blank motherfucking disc and a clear case. And niggas went and bought that shit like a motherfucker. Because niggas do not support niggas they know. Niggas do not support niggas so they can grow. All niggas want to do is see another the nigga down. Crabs in the motherfucking bucket. Soon as one get to the motherfucking top and about to climb out, guess what the other niggas do? Pull his ass down. Cause we can't stand to see one of us on top of another us. When one of us, all, some of us better than most of us, but none of us better than all of us. Support your people. If you ain't supporting, you ain't important. We the business. Whoa. Amen, amen. I had to clap on that, yeah. honey. Amen, honey. He was spitting fire. Okay, Lord, he didn't. 
okay. He's trying to get me worked mm. up, okay? Because you know mm-hmm. me here over here past the black father. Y'all know going. I'm a uh, okay, and I had to crack my dough because you know this is South Andy, okay. Now, y'all know me here past the Black Karma. Y'all know I am, uh, I guess you can kind of call me a bit of a serial entrepreneur at this point, okay? My main business outside of my blog, which is blackkarma.com, which I've actually gotten back to, um, spent 13 years since starting that. My other company, Flowers and Flames, I make personal care products, okay? Um, So, meaning, and the way that I started, yeah, the way that I started was because we had a problem. My daughter had eczema. She was about two years old. We kept taking her to the doctor. They would give her these creams, and it was something about them folks telling me steroids. I just couldn't fuck with it. I was like, nah. And then I noticed that bullshit wasn't working, right? It worked temporarily. Then she would have to go and get something stronger, and I just did not like what it was doing to her skin. So I created a product after doing plenty of researching and testing and switching up her diet a little bit. I created a product that has eliminated not only her eczema, but her brother who came behind her eliminated his. At six months, his eczema was gone, right? Okay. So me, I generally, I have a a genuine love for what I do because I genuinely help people. People come to me all the time. They see the products that I sell. But a lot of times people holler at me behind the scenes and need help and stuff like that. Let me tell y'all, I incorporated my company in February of 2016. And when I tell you I get so much support from people that's not even in my fucking city, the shit is crazy. I'm talking about family. And then what makes it even worse is people that's in your city, people that is your family, they either want that shit for free or they want that shit for next to nothing. You know what I'm saying? To the point to where I had to make a policy, you know, that I, I I can't do no more business with family members, okay? Because y'all don't know what goes into this. Y'all don't know the back end side. All y'all see is somebody with a product or whatever like that. Ooh, let me get it. I also go through this with um, testing some of my products because I create focus groups. A lot of shit goes into my stuff when I prototype it, right? So just prime example, just give y'all. Everybody want free shit, right? Everybody want free shit. Me as a business owner, having a small business, me being my only investor, and I've been doing this since 2016, if I'm putting out a product that I need tested, I need people who going to actually goddamn test it. So I actually made a post saying that I need some testers. And do you know so many people and their mama responded saying, oh, I want to test it, I want to test it. But when I went back and I looked at these people, None of these motherfuckers had never, ever even purchased not a lip balm off of my website. But as soon as I say I need somebody to test this shit, you want this shit for free. And then what be so fucked up about that shit is, okay, if I were to give this shit to you for free, you wouldn't even test it. That's another thing. Whenever I need somebody to test my shit, just know that I'm going to be in your inbox. I'm going to be calling your phone. I'm going to be asking questions. I'm going to need observations. I'm going to request pictures. And I honestly have a right to do that. Because you're testing my product. And I've already cleared this stuff with you. People, when it comes down to our people, we got to get over of always wanting free shit or shit that's next to nothing. My nigga, I can't give you the hookup. I can't give you the discount. You want to know why? Because it's just me. And I'm a single mom and I take care of everything. And unlike Kim or whoever the fuck, I ain't got nobody in another goddamn country who can cut me a discount on my materials and ship it to me. See, I don't, you got to cut that shit out. That's another reason why a lot of stuff be high priced because a lot of us who are like myself, 
um, who are indigenous and they up here lying to us, telling us that we coming from Africa and shit like that. We ain't got nowhere to go and ship off and, um, to request for our stuff. We don't have no ties like that over there. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, when it come down to this, this business thing, and I'm speaking from the perspective of an owner, okay? That shit, like, it be your own people. Your own people will have you feeling so fucking bad for doing what you do that you'll be ready to give your own shit up. But you know what? Whenever I have felt like that, especially at the hands of family, no fucking lie. Every time I felt like that, somebody always purchased something. I ain't got to say shit. Somebody always purchased something or they'll just randomly shoot me a message. Like, enjoying one of my products. Like, that black business shit is two ways, but we got to talk about black support. And then maybe we can come back and do another show talking about some deeper on black business. But, honey, who child, you got me up here spitting. Because, see, I'm sorry, you know, I go off on a tangent. I know mm-hmm. you go on, Pastor. You get long-winded, hallelujah. Yeah, I do. Honey. But, you know, I, do. That's I just pastor. want to throw, throw in there <laughs> just a little tidbit about uh, the non support. You know, it's bad, it's been bad, and we've been talking about it for a long time. So it's like, listen, people, we're not out to get you at all. We're not out to get you, black business owner. We're here to, like, help. And I know from past experience, it's cray, cray, crazy. I will throw up on that social media and, and Instagram, put up a flyer. I know people see it. I know enough people see it. Hey, you have a business going on? You know, we'll shout you out on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Do you know these black boule bitches don't eat these Negro pen bitches? Nothing, not nothing, you know. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I have moved past that because we have to work with people who uh, want the same things that we want. They want to, you know, we need a pat on the back. Honey, it may not be black. <laughs> I can't be black and yeah. I don't want to get locked into yep. it. We have buy black, buy black, buy black. And me personally, yes, I will do that first. You know, with the small business owner, the entrepreneur, I'll buy black, but will they in return give a hot word a shout out? No. Will they in turn buy something from another person, whatever, and support that other black business? No. You know what else, too, Pastor? I'm tired of black business owners always trying to be, like, um, the underdog. You know what I mean? I know it's rough and tough, but we've always had it rough and tough. That's nothing new to us. I promise you, if we join together, people who uh, classify themselves as black, you can be that. You know, I'm kind of in this indigenous thing right here now that we're kind of here because honestly I don't want to be associated with you I don't want to be associated when you get all into black history month if that's some psycho revolution shit I can't hardly tell you and I'm looking for real future leaders because I don't see any right here and not that we need someone to lead us it's like y'all need somebody in the next generation to lead y'all so I am glad that uh, Miss Pooh Pit, <laughs> eight little eight year old mm-hmm. uh, business entrepreneur, you know, the next generation because she got a mama mm-hmm. that's on fire, you know, and she's not going to allow her child, her children to be caught up in some dumb shit, okay? 
This is Deaconess Ghetto Gospel here on I Can't Be Black With Y'all. And the crazy thing is, there's more. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Unity is a foreign word, and to get two people to agree on anything is somewhat a simple task. And if you can get one more to agree, it would be a miracle. And to unite the oppressed people of the earth would be nothing short of magic. The great white beast has done his job and has a great mark on the heads of every indigenous person as their record shows. They, Tim, the system had no problem uniting in their sociopath ways designed to enslave over half the population of the earth. Tim does this by controlling the way we think, which usually is not to think. It is past time to blink and make use of our own minds. It seems that the beast being is bent on destroying this earth and everyone in it. Wouldn't you think Mama Earth didn't belong to them? It is their knowledge of us which united them with a plan and unknown knowledge, which brings the laws to remain not to be united. They have come up with a recreated script loaded with lies and myths born from the beast. And as their nature satisfies their hunger for power, it filters in their unnatural, supernatural unity and tyranny. After over billions of years, we find their plan has worked. The great plan to further separate the original people of the earth operating in psychotic ways to reduce soul people to less than a grave. And while those left behind think less of them because the media told them so, too quick to believe the foe. The originals are treated less than an animal. Humans who share the skin type of the beast are not exempt from the mark, just so you know. The beast cares nothing of collateral damage and one thing for sure. They are united and have stuck long and hard to their plan to get into power and to stay in power. They were very clever like wicked things are because they, Tim, the system, has mentally enslaved us to make us think and believe in the lies they have created for us. If we could see no one in America or anywhere are equal in the finances with the beast, if we continue to be their source of power and greed, our needs will never be met and our hopes will forever be in want. We have all been blind good servants and they, the system, feels we are undeserving. We go out and bust our hump every day and it's time to stop whispering, We may not get to heaven. Keep quiet. Massa don't mean it. Well, in 2017, yes, the beast does mean it. Dark and light have been mixed up. And in a plan to trick us, we have followed sources to keep us meek and humble and caged up like birds screaming blah, blah, blah in talk bubbles. And we are so much in trouble because throughout their own history, they kill first and ask no questions later. Kill, kill, kill is their only primary mission, fooling you to a false truth of some transgression. If we transgress, it is against love and united in action of no action. In this present, it is up to ourselves to cut the ties of false promises, go scream and come out fighting against the illusions we live in every day. 
Like AA, we must admit it to ourselves first and then say it aloud in our own personal setting. From what I see, the beast did mean to introduce confused religion, resulting in taking away our ability to think for ourselves. Their lies have us not looking to the left and not looking to the right, but keeping us on their path of destruction, lost in illusion of a democracy of politics, looking for a savior to save us from the destruction they have created. Hope is dead, but no one wants to admit it. Our minds have been attacked, and most of us are still confused because the beast has convinced us if we follow the rules, we will have a place right beside them. Sadly, there is no more resistance among us except for the few who choose to take it to the pen. Instead of wearing out our shoes and voices on open podiums with surround sound of temporary words, screaming what we want from them, simultaneously watching another poor soul bite the dust with their hands up. What the fuck? Created customs, suffocated love, and inner unity doesn't have a chance. The beast rolls the dice for double ones to a paper chase, and while they are coming up winners in their unified plot, I see the magic is in the pen. I see the magic is in a pen to translate that foreign word unity into a working reality. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, of course, of course y'all know it's, it's me, um, Pastor Black Karma, and we're here with Deaconess Ghetto Gospel, honey. And we was going in, honey. I mean, just five, okay? But I did want to share just a couple of points just on that um, for the black business owners. Because as I told y'all, I'm a black business owner myself. So I just wanted to share just a couple of points that I think that will make this business, the whole business experience on your end, just a little bit better. Okay? Now, one, communicate. Always communicate with your people. Um, Especially if you have a business where you have to ship and mail stuff to people. A lot of times people are very understanding, but people grow impatient whenever you don't let them know something. Like, for instance, if I have, like, say, you never know, something may come up or whatever. you got to ship something or whatever, and you might not be able to ship it out on the day that you were supposed to. Communicate with your people. Let them know. People are very, very understanding, okay? Um, Second would be one that a lot of us struggle with. Take all criticism constructively, okay? Leave your ego at the house because it ain't going to help you in that situation. Somebody criticize your shit, you figure out, okay, is there some truth in that? Where can I improve? There's always room for improvement. So take criticism as that, okay? Now, also to uh, black business owners, I want to tell y'all, do not slack because your customer look like you. That ain't cool. That is not your cousin or none of them. Don't, don't do that shit. Just because they look like you don't mean that the professionalism has to walk out the door. That is not okay. All right? And also, okay, leave that motherfucking attitude at the house, too, along with that ego while we at it. Okay? I just got a couple more points I just want to share. One is very important. Regardless of what you do, show your expertise. Okay? I don't know if you knew it or not, but people like fucking with experts. Okay? I don't care what it is. I don't care if you make goddamn bread. If you if you make bread, you are a bread expert, damn it. And you need to let these people know that you's a goddamn expert and why they need to fuck with your bread. 
fuck some, uh, Sunbeam, Lil Debbie, and all of them, okay? Your bread is better, okay? Also, always, 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 always let an apology be the first thing that come out your mouth for anything that messes up, any sort of discrepancy. Does not matter how mad that person is or whatever. Let an apology be the first thing to come out your mouth, even if that shit's not your fault. Just be apologetic about the whole situation if a discrepancy pops up, okay? And last but not least, I want to say, okay? And the last one I want to say is stay humble, okay? Thank your people for taking their time and their consideration just to shop with you, okay? Gratitude is an attitude that will take you extremely goddamn far, especially if you have a business. So that's all I wanted to say because one thing about us over here, I can't be black with y'all. Oh, yeah, we're going to get in that ass. We're going to tear that ass down. But we will also build you back up, okay? So I just wanted to share that with y'all from one business owner to another, okay? I know me. I personally look at Chick-fil-A as my business model. That's just me. But there's always room for improvement. Okay, that's all I had to say. A lot of people here tonight feel like they lost. You know why? Because y'all been lied to. Google lied to you. Facebook lied to you. Radio lied to you. Radio fucked you. Radio fucked you, but not here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. This is Deaconess okay. Ghetto Gospel, and I want to say we're going to spit the truth, always the truth. The media do lie to you, which is owned by some elite people that's not you. They don't look like you. They don't care about you. They own BET. I just found uh, the other day that that black planet owned by uh, some white guy, probably Jewish. Right, back in the late 90s, he created that black planet and all the black folk, all little niggas, all up on it. You know, social media, before Mark, before everybody, you know, before YouTube got popular, black planet. You know, what, help us mm-hmm. do that. I want to say right now we're working on some things here on Hot Words, Hot Topics, and when you get the link, can you jump on it like you jump on live? Ooh. I just want to say, can you jump on that like you jump on the lies, okay? And I do want to say Kanye Mm -hmm. West, you know, know, folks have given him, like, a bad reputation because, again, who controls the media? Not you. (laughs) Not you. They would have Mm -hmm. you being uh, rapist, pedophiles, whatever, kind of murderer, whatever, if they want to because they put jokes black ass in the news. That's why I'm so not into getting into entertainment and mainstream. That part of freedom, I own that. I'm going to own that. And I also want to say Kanye West, he got he came out with a uh album in two thousand and seven. It was graduation and he sells shit over six million and that blank album that uh brother Brown was talking about Earlier in the show, mm-hmm. watch the throne. Y'all go back and listen to the lyrics. And see, that's the thing with hot words. The key word is words. Listen to those words. Listen to the lyrics. Watch the throne, 2011. Kanye West. There's a lot of people lying to your black ass, but guess what? He's not one of them. Because when he's talking about slavery as a choice, it is. 
Because when you know and, and just going accept a truth or the truth that we are people that look like us that say, Oh, she black. No, I'm not black. I'm indigenous. You know, always been here. My grandmother, mm-hmm. Chickasaw, great. Always been here. Um, this stuff about Africa, I don't know nothing about that. But I do know the businesses that we did have, our businesses, we built first, we was living on the land. They came fucking with us with that. Tried to, they did the separation thing, you know, the paperback test, all that stuff, too. If mm-hmm. you're, like, if you guys go to Instagram and check out Black Karma's page, you can see her. See, she passed the mm-hmm. test. She's just kind of barely, mm-hmm. but she stay out the sun, she'll be all right. <laughs> but, Not in the summertime, girl. I'll be getting chocolate shit. <laughs> you get chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. You Hell know. yeah. But y'all know girl, what I'm trying. Mean. Shit. <laughs> Baby, mm-hmm. I'm going to get dark. You know, you have the Asia folk people. They know, That's where that shit came from. Out in Asia, they started this paper bag test. You know, they started. Mm. If you're, like, light-skinned, whatever, you're cool. If you dark, get back, back, back. You're working in the field. You're a field hand and try to separate the people. So, hey, y'all, <laughs> I'm in the West Coast. Pasta, she in the... East Coast slash South, and it's like, look, we've been seeing this uh, for a long time. I'm in the upper generation. I'm 62. She's like, she's lower generation. She's seen some stuff, and now her eyes are starting to open up, and she's come to me like, oh, I can't be black with y'all, and this and that, whatever. She's seeing this shit, and I think I was just about her age when the light started coming on. I started seeing different things and whatever, and I'm like, people who are known as black, y'all want to be black so much, hey, I can't not do anything about that. But I can say with your black ass, get your attitude more right. You know, if you, you're doing pretty good, pretty good, you know, you're a crab, we really need to break down that crab mentality. We've been talking about that for so long. We have elders, even before me, talked about the crabs in the bucket, crabs in the barrel, and as we mm-hmm. live in this life, we find here we are still. It's like black folk, my black people, I love y'all, I do, we love y'all, but we can't be black with y'all because y'all don't know how to tro- show true unity, you know, and you mimic people who want you down and out. And those are the ones that you look up to. So I'm like, wow, future leaders, not in this generation, not at all at all, not at all. Can I get a head? Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I want to get down. into, I can't be black with y'all. Black gospel music versus White gospel music, and I tell you, oh, I grew shit. up in Christianity. Oh, yeah. I grew up in that Christianity. Sure. Very charismatic. <laughs> and this is how we did okay. it. Barely read a scripture. Then we want to try to tell the congregation okay. what we think. <laughs> Honey, let me tell you. It don't go like that. And everybody whining and everybody crying and everybody got bills to pay. Bills, bills, bills. 
Everybody got bills. Everybody got woes. Everybody crying because they looking to, oh, God will save you at midnight, in the midnight hour. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why we got to go through this shit, you know? Black folks, man, we were, like, kind of taught not really not to have money back in the old days. It's like, we got to be humble. We got to be yep. humble bitches. Humble, enslaved. Right. Folks. And we're going to get more into that on the 14th. Come back. We're going to talk about that freaking Juneteenth. They so confused. They can't even pick a day for it to be on. Man, look. Juneteenth. Man, oh, my look. God. You guys come. Don't, don't come for me. But back to this black gospel music. You whining and crying and you want your bills paid like Bill do. <laughs> and oh, and my car mm-hmm. note too. That's the that's the okay. religion that they thrust upon your black ass and you accept it. You getting fed real good. They whisper in your ear and they're showing you, nah, this is religion. Instead of okay, this is what white folks do, honey. Yes, uh, White people, they're a little bit more calm. They speak a little bit more soft. They want to make sure that you are understanding what they are saying, the words that's coming out of their mouth. Hallelujah. And another thing. Amen. The white gospel music, they are praising God. They are praising the Lord, honey. They're saying thank you for all. That you have done now. Nah. They saying thank you. Y'all black asses saying woe is me. Huh? Yeah. yeah woe I'm a, is you. Betty yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. Woo. No, I, I was just about to say, I'm going to give you an actual audio representation of the difference between a white church and a black church. You ready? We ready. Here you go. Okay. Here you go. All right. So this the white church. Uh, praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. Black church, pray the Lord. Oh, give it up for Jesus. That's the difference, okay? White folks be calm, black people be hostile as hell. I, I can't get with it. I grew, I came up holiness, okay? My great aunt was holiness. And anybody know that holiness is like Kojic on crack, honey, okay? They real dramatic. They gonna fall out. At least three people gonna fall out by the time you done. At least three people. You know what I'm saying? So, child, I know. I, I might I might have to take some unseasoned church one time in my life. Because, honey, that overseason, honey, going to them black churches, I done got the sugars, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, all that damn hollering and screaming, all that damn seasoning for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I left the black church, huh? Because I got tired of them jumping pews. I got tired of them empty messages. You ask them, what happened? They be like, oh, that message was good. Oh, that message was good. And you say, well, but what was the message? And then you can see that little brain thinking. They're like, well, uh, I don't know. But the message was good. <laughs> right, okay. That's black church. And you know that, what, that else? Mm-hmm. what else? What else? Okay. I was just going to say this one more thing right here on that particular subject. I can't mm-hmm. be black with y'all for worshiping the white Jesus, knowing what we know yeah. today. No. That is unforgivable, really. Look up boards, y'all. Yeah. I, you know, 
whether it's the truth or not, but y'all look that shit up. The Borgia family, um, the painter, yeah. Leonardo da Vinci, because rumor has it that that photo of Jesus the Christ is actually the son of Borgia, you know, that got you yeah. guys Caesar. How y'all worshiping a white Jesus? You know y'all ancestors like shaking their head with your white yeah. Jesus and tambourines and whatnot and the drums that we used to beat up into the universe, to the great spirit. So y'all done put all that into a tiny little house, a tiny little C-H-U-R-C-H church. And I'm like, I cannot be black with y'all. I will not okay. be black with y'all until y'all, until y'all really come together and stop fucking with me. Because for real, I've been working with black businesses since like mm, 2012. I really got really serious with it. You know, I have a marketing degree, marketing and public relations. And do you know what? I had the most issues with black folk people that look like me but guess what y'all don't act like me the issue is i said it before and i'm going to say it again y'all think somebody wants something we don't want nothing we don't want not a dang thing and we're going to mm-hmm. be on that june team on the last show honey we got something for you yep. this is deaconess ghetto gospel I'm here with Pastor Black Karma. We're not done yet, but y'all stay tuned. This is Gigi from Veganish Eats. We switch gears and we now have a new product for you. Our regular customers are excited about this new seasoning created by me. And I want you to be excited too. So take some time, order yours, and you can see what the fuss is all about. Hey, hey, this is Rob is Rich with the Free Thought Society coming to you every fourth Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you tap in, you'll hear us talking about focusing on mental health, recognizing your personal power so you can level up in life on a daily basis. Trust me, this is a show you do not want to miss. Check us out every fourth Sunday. See, the difference between firing black people and white people is this. When you fire white people... They don't ever see it coming. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you nuts? For crying out loud. For the love of God. For Pete's sake. Oh, they got a list of shit they go down when they think their ass is gone. Because they can't believe they're getting fired. See, black people, on the other hand, we figure, well... Any day now. My ass ought to be out of here. See, we know if there's some fine going on, we first. So we pretty much expect it. I know what I'm talking about because I done had a lot of jobs before I got into this right here. I done had probably 10, 11 jobs. Out of them 10, 11 jobs, I've been fired probably 10, 11 times. I had this one job, last job I had, I was selling insurance. I had this boss named Tom. Tom was white. I liked Tom. Tom was fair. That's what I liked about him. He was just a fair man. I had never had a beef with him. Tom 
was going to fire this white guy named Bob. I like Bob. I used to go to lunch with Bob, met Bob's family. Bob was a nice guy. So Tom came out to the office one morning to fire Bob. Bob was just sitting there. See, right away, if I see Tom walking to my desk, you know, I perk up. Because this could be it. Bob ain't even looked up. You know, Tom walked his ass out there. You know, your boss's ass is kind of tight anyway. I don't know why that is. They always walk like somebody pushing them. You know. I don't know why they ass be tight. I don't know if they scared somebody going to break something off in it or what. But it doesn't look like somebody pushing them in the ass all the time. And he walked this tight ass out up, up to Bob's desk and he walked over. Hey, Bob. Bob, can I see you in my office for a moment, please? Bob said, sure thing, Tom. Bob stood right up, walked right into Tom's office, and said, uh, Tom, you wanted to see me? What the hell do you mean does he want to see you? He just walked out to your desk and said, Bob, can I see you in my office for a minute? What is this bullshit about? It's denial. He don't see it coming. And Tom proceeded to find Bob right by the book. Yo, Bob. At the board meeting this past week, and after going over the board, we were kind of looking at your evaluation. And well, I'll tell you the truth. You're just not cutting it. Tom, what are you saying? You know, good in hell well what he said. Your ass is almost out of here. You see what the hell's going on, but denial. Tom said, listen to me. Bob, you're making this so difficult. I know you're going to have a tough time explaining this to Becky. But we're going to have to let you go. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Tom, what am I going to do? What about the mortgage? What about the children's college fund? Oh, Father God. Yeah, but when you go out there to fire Willie, it ain't going to go like that. See, believe me, when you go out there to fire Willie, you got to take a whole nother approach. Tom came out there one day to fire Willie, and I sat next to Willie. Willie was my boy for sure. So soon as Tom came out the office, me and Willie just went. Because we know something to go down now. Tom walked his ass right up to Willie. Hey, Willie? Willie, can I see you in my office for a moment, please? What for? What the hell are we going in the office for, Tom? You got something to tell me, you tell me right here. I got a desk right here. I ain't going in the office. You got something to tell Willie. You need to tell Willie right here. Now Tom know he got a problem. He know he got to get this altercation behind closed doors right now. Because he know Willie finna show his whole ass. Oh, Willie finna act a damn fool out here. Willie finna tap all these cubicles in this office. Something finna go down. So Tom Helm got his ass in office. Willie stood up. Before Willie walked in, Willie started walking around the desk talking to me. Willie said, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's gonna be some bullshit in here. 
Yeah, I know some bullshit when I see it. Yeah, buddy, uh-huh. What the hell he calling me in the office for? I've been here 12 years, bastard. Ain't never asked me to come in the damn office before. It's gonna be some shit in here. Uh, I'm gonna go in there. I'll go on in there, but I tell you what, better not be for what I think it is. I know that. So Willie walked right up in Tom off. What's up, Tom? Tom tried to fire Willie just like he fired Bob. Yo, Willie! We were at the board meeting last week, you know. We were going over your evaluation. What valuation? I ain't seen no goddamn valuation. When did you have evaluation? I didn't, well, I wasn't there for it. Did you post it on the board in the cafeteria last week? I ain't seen nothing. I tell you right now, I ain't signed this shit. Jesus, Willie! Come on, you're making this so difficult. All right then, Tom. Go ahead. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. Say it. You better not say what I think you about to say. Say it. Say I'm fired. Say I'm fired. I swear to God, I'll burn this motherfucker. Say it down. Say that. I'll set this motherfucker on fire. Say it. You better not say I'm fired. Say I'm fired. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. I kill your kids. I kill your kids. I kill your kids, Tom. I kill your kids. Jesus, Willie. I know you're going to have a tough time explaining this to Wilhelmina. Oh, this ain't Bob no Wilhelmina. This Bob Willie Turner. Willie, we're going to have to let you go. Oh. Oh, no, the fuck you didn't. Oh, I know. You ain't finna let Willie Turner. Oh, don't nobody let Willie Turner go. That's bullshit. I fuck it. Give me a check. Give me a check. Give me my check. Give me a check. Give me my check. Don't play with my money. Give me a check. I, I burn. I said it. I said, swear to God. Give me a check. Give me a check. Willie, we've got two weeks to send you your money. You ain't got no two weeks with Willie Turner money. Give me my money now. Willie don't see the security that surrounded the building. Willie don't see the rifles aimed at his back. All Willie know is he ain't leaving here without his check. Now all you see is Willie getting drugged out in some cups. Hey, T.T., give him a check. What about my check? <laughs> Amen. Oh, my goodness. You know Willie got his check. He, he got his mm-hmm. check. Black folk, you know oh, yeah. what? Don't play with their money. Don't Hell no. Do it. I, you'll you'll get hurt, hurt, hurt. You ain't listening. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yay. Amen. Don't get hurt. But welcome yeah, back, man. welcome back, everybody. This is Deaconess 
Ghetto Gospel. I'm here with Pastor Black Karma. And you know what? She, like, wrote this article, and I posted on my Twitter, do you know, don't nobody ever, 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 ever look at my stuff on Twitter since the whole time Twitter had been in existence. I post this article, and guess what? <gasps> we had, like, 50 people look at it. I said, what say you? So I said, shit, Pastor, <laughs> you, you come on, come on, and, and read that ish. Let, let the good congregation know what's going on in the black community, black America. Amen. Amen. Well, as y'all know, okay, as y'all know, I am Pastor Black Karma, and that's spelled B-L-A-Q-K-H-A-R-M-A. Real hood now. We spell it real, real hood. And I run a website called blackkarma.com, spelled just like that. So, after seeing just the whole, you know, our people and the whole Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey mess, I'm just like, I was just like, I'm just, I'm sick of this shit. So I wrote an article. It's called The Over-Obsession with Lori Harvey and What She Chooses to Do with Her Pussy. And I would like to share this with the congregation this morning. <clears throat> Here it go. It seems like it's always our people that overly care about things such as this. For, opening de- for openly debating and judging minuscule topics that truly lead to ego clashes and pointless debates. Among social, surp- uh, among social circles everywhere. This week, Lori Harvey is no exception. Forget about these food shortages or high gas prices killing our pockets and jeopardizing our livelihood. Let's talk about this 25-year-old woman choosing her right to decline marriage for the single life because God knows there is nothing more important than what Lori Harvey is deciding to do with her cooch these days. Okay? What I don't understand is the unhealthy obsession with black women. Yes, this is coming from a sister. What we do who we do, and whether or not we are considered high value, which is the dumbest term I've ever heard of, the non-existent value point system is is another joke as well, seems to be at the top of the conversation when black women are the topic. What's more disconnecting and disheartening is this silent pseudo-black woman list um, is composed of things like how many humans have traveled uh, through our birth canals, um, our looks, in every way imaginable, net worth, etc. I'm not saying other groups don't have hierarchical standards within their own set. What I'm saying is obvious. We are already a marginalized group that continues to further marginalize ourselves with a dumbass conversation like this. This is worse than niggas going toe-to-toe over colorism with your overgrown asses. That's right. Pastor Black Karma said that shit loud as fuck. Can someone please explain Oh, I'm sorry, can someone explain to me the point? What do these conversations serve outside of gossip or stroking one's ego? Since Lori Harvey is trending more than inflation and actual newsworthy news, here are my thoughts on her, her breakup with Michael B. Jordan, and folks. I plan to move on after this post because I said what I said. First things first, on Lori Harvey. Shouter is 25 years old, Okay. Lori Harvey just turned 25 years old in January of this year, 2022. Why is there so much pressure placed on her to marry someone right now? Not to mention this person is 10 years older than her and has had more time to live his life and establish himself both as an independent man and within his career. In my personal opinion, Lori Harvey is 25 years old. Live your life, sis. 
Establish your own independence without a man or your parents' assistance. Test yourself as a young adult who is blooming into full-blown, grown-ass womanhood. Because adulthood really hits when you're 30, in my personal opinion. See, See what you're made of. Learn your own personal power before you decide to marry anyone. Another thing, if you decide that marriage is not for you in this lifetime, good. There's nothing wrong with deciding that something is not for you and not taking that route. Everything is not for everybody, and that is okay. Just keep it real. There is also no harm in not wanting the same things that society has programmed us to want. I can't help but think, imagine if more people honored their gut slash discernment and listened. I wonder, would the masses be happier if she decided to marry push out a couple of babies, and not be fulfilled. Did anyone ever stop to think if, if she ever envisioned, uh, excuse me, did anyone ever stop to think if she even envisioned that for herself ever? Nope. What y'all are doing to Lori Harvey is the same as demonizing a woman who chooses not to have children. That's her prerogative. Everyone does not want to be a wife or husband. What's more troubling to me is the disgusting responses that I am seeing from people in regards to Lori Harvey splitting from Michael B. Jordan. As if gas prices and supply shortages weren't enough to worry about, let's add Lori Harvey's pussy and what she chooses to do with it to the list. That by far surpasses anything that's going on right now that we consider to be of any kind of importance. Everybody wants to be so far deep in Lori's pussy. Nobody is paying attention to these unprecedented unprecedented changes that are being made in gun legislation. This is worse than when uh, Clinton was back in office and they kept drilling the gun crisis in the 90s into our heads. That's a whole nother post for another day. You can watch a throwback MTV special about it here, which I included a link because you know I, I include all this. Marriage has become some sort of a silent end-all be-all. It seems like whenever we speak on love and relationships, so many people ask the question, if you're not going to date for marriage, what are you dating for? A woman like me who isn't interested in marriage will tell you, genuine companionship. I am an independent woman who established herself in her 20s. I took that pivotal decade of my life to learn, live, make plenty of mistakes, and see what I was made of. As someone who is headed towards 40, I can honestly say that marriage is not for me, and I do not feel as though I am missing anything in my life because I have taken that option off the table for me. The relationship, now I also want um, to analyze this from a public relations uh, standpoint. It's almost weird to sit and watch these men dog out Lori Harvey for being young, dating, and saying that she does not, saying what she does not want for her life right now. The double standards are the most sickening part. The masses didn't have all this much smoke for Stefan Jackson when he left his fiance at the altar. Furthermore, I will also say this in my personal opinion. I never really believed that this was a real relationship. Everything about this screams contract and business to me. Everything from the weird nicknames to how social media seemingly forced them on us as a new couple to them uh, falling off the face of the earth within six months after establishing that they were together. I think this relationship was done specifically to build careers and to get Michael B. Jordan back in the good graces of black women. It was never a secret that the Killmonger actor was rarely seen with black women on his arm. Don't believe me? Go back and Google his previous relationship. It grew to a point to where black women began to notice this and it rubbed them wrong. 
the last thing that you the last the last thing that you want as a talented actor and sex symbol society said that now is for a huge chunk of your main core audience to rescind their support because they don't like who you are dating what's the next best way to get back in good graces you hire the most popular beautiful black woman in the time contractually then you give the people a little bit of PDA and a couple of whack nicknames. Work a few red carpets together and boom. Michael B. Jordan is back in good graces because he, because we see him publicly loving on a sister. Make no mistake about it. Lori Harvey's stocks went up and down at the same time. You can't make this shit up. Almost done, y'all. The split between Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan looks like a contract fulfillment to me. This agreement has also seemed to come with the extra perks at the end as well. Michael B. Jordan can continue on to date his white woman and or exoticals. This time he is excused because because people, mainly black men, are now saying that when he did date a black woman, she didn't want to settle down with her 25-year-old ass. Lori is now free to openly date whichever rapper, entertainer, or athlete she chooses next. Michael B. Jordan made his directorial debut with Creed 3, and Lori just dropped a new skincare line, and here we are talking about them. This breakup is Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey was was a public relation goldmine. In conclusion, I wish y'all were this over-analytical about them damn COVID shots that um, when they first introduced it. Nobody critically or even questioned anything. Okay? It seems like we made... It seems like we have wired our brains backwards in the black community. It seems like we are more interested in arguing about marriage and criticizing as if our asses don't reek of filth from other shit. I will not be addressing this again. I have a garden to tend to and products to make. Thank you. Pastor, for people who still like to read, where could they uh, read your article that you wrote? You can read that and so much more at uh, my website, blackkarma.com, and that's B-L-A-Q-K-H-A-R-M-A.com, blackkarma.com. And you can find me on all socials at that same thing, Black Karma. Black Karma. Did I tell y'all she's from the Mm -hmm. South, y'all? The Carolinas, y'all? So that's where she got that? Yeah, how y'all know? (laughs) (laughs) How do you folks know that? Know, they know, they That's know. That's going to be a secret. Okay. And, 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 yeah, I have to tell you, because my family's from the South as well, you know, and when I start talking to you, whew, my, my speech get like that too. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'd be cutting them balls and getting <laughs> at it. Go, going at it uh-huh. real good. And that's okay with me. And, and on that note, I can be indigenous with you because Hashtag I am not a color, you know, that is an album that I did like in 2017, you know, I was releasing some things that I had to do. I had to take that pen and put it to the paper because as in that time, uh, as I got uh, my data to write all this stuff because they put in the news that, boom, they are killing black, black brothers and black sisters. And what can we do about it? You know, <clears throat> not marching, mm-hmm. as we can see, that hasn't helped in okay. over 50 years. So 
I have to write about it. I want to put it out there so people could like like listen to this. Are you what? Are you hearing me? What? Are are you feeling me? Whoo! That's 2017. Hashtag I am not a color. And I also want to invite to everyone, go to your dictionary. If you don't have a dictionary, go to your Google God and, and look up the difference between race, ethnicity, nationality. Okay? Look those words up. Look and go read that and see what they are. And then you come back and tell me if you're black. All right? Come come back on that. And you know what? The complicity of black folk, you know, accepting it and like, okay, I kind of know, but, you know, everybody's doing it, that, that she kind of uh, syndrome following along. You know what? Future black leaders, we need to make a stand and, like, this theory that they have pushed it for so many years and they want us to be so sentimental about Africa and, you know, a real truth. They don't give a fuck about the American blacks. They don't. The congregation, mm-hmm. they don't care about you over there. You know, they don't want your black ass coming over there visiting, looking at everything like, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, this is where my people from. They're looking at you like, you dumb, 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 dumb little nigga. So I cannot be black with y'all. All right? And another, I cannot be black with y'all. Oh, my goodness. It made it to the list here, June the 12th, on I Can't Be Black with Y'all. We're broadcasting live on the West Coast to the East Coast. Hot words, hot topics. And that's what we're always going to do. Keep it hot. And you guys always keep it locked here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Get this. Come on. Y'all help me understand this right here. Okay. Black phone. Okay. You got a phone. Costing how much? Woo! In a couple of thousands. I believe, you know, it's like a thousand up, 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 up. And you're checking your precious iPhone and checking out how much EBT money you got on your food stamp card. I'd be like, I can't be black with y'all purchasing expensive items like that. And. You don't have a car. I've seen people, they got the mm-hmm. nice iPhones, and they rolling on the bus. I mean, it's okay. You know, what you invest your money into, hey, that's you. But mm, for those of you listening, we have about 16 more minutes left on the church line. If you have anything to say, press 1, join the congregation, and we like to hear your perspective. But you checking the Amen. EBT card. You checking the EBT card on the iPhone. Mm. It's not even well, necessarily on the, not even on the Obama phone. <laughs> <laughs> we be rich today. Woo, we bought a shrimp. Wimp, 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 shrimp. I want some shrimp. Hey. Hell yeah. I want some, uh-huh. some steak. And throw in that steak over there. You know I can eat. I want that baked potato. I want the whole okay. meal. Guess what? Hold up. Let's run to the fish market. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get that catfish. Let's get that filet of sole. I don't buy that. Oh, no money because you're spending real money. 
But I'll spend that EBT card on my iPhone checking so I cannot be black with y'all. You know, honey, revolution is done. You know, what's the uh, what's the dude name? You know, the revolution shall not be televised. You know why? Because there's no such yep, thing. That That's something that was fucking created. There's a lie that was created to for you <laughs> To not utilize your mind. So my people that we love more than anything, we love y'all. But we just need to talk about some of this stuff. We're going into a whole new century, dimension, or whatever. So y'all take these little seeds, you see. Take these little seeds and plant them within yourself. And you know what? Stop believing everything you see on the tell life vision and stop believing what you read in the newspaper and the whatnot that they're giving to you because you're not following your heritage whatsoever because you're running around here calling yourself black. And then mm-hmm. they put out seeds like that movie Trade in Places. They put out them damn seeds. They were like, watch these niggas. Watch they, mm-hmm. watch they go yep. do this. Watch they go buy this. Watch they color their hair. Watch they watch they cut off their hair. Watch. I can't be black, but y'all y'all don't have your own mind. You mimic revolutionary ideals that you have heard from someone else, but implement them, bitch. Y'all don't got a clue. Like running around here, some of you people back to the black boule, the sigma pi phi. You're you're following Greek and Latin shit. It's like um, you're not following anything indigenous. When I, you're not even following what your grandma told you. So y'all need to work on that. Mm-hmm. That's a seed. Y'all need to come on now. The Greeks, the Romans, come on. Lend me your ears, mm-hmm. black folk. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> We have about uh, whew, less, a little less than 15 minutes here on I Can't Be Black with Y'all because you know what? I can't. The myth about black businesses, uh, we need to see better from you guys. I know there's some woes, but there's a lot of great business owners out there, and I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to the good, great people who are entrepreneurs, and they are still humble. They're not getting, you know, disillusioned or getting, um, you know, feeling like they should not keep doing what they're doing. Listen, keep doing what you're doing, you know, and never mind nobody else. Keep creating. Keep making what you want and what you desire. And I'm going to tell you, no, I can't be black with y'all because y'all don't even – put down a vision board for yourself, it's begotten to be very popular, but I'm going to tell you, it actually works. I've mm-hmm. done some things with that, yeah. and um, the stuff like materialized. I said, okay, this is good, you know, so I got to where I want to be, right? So y'all being crabs in the bucket barrel, I'm... Y'all not, I'm, I be like Jesus mm-hmm. the Christ, like, oh, who touches me? I kind of mm-hmm. feel that shit, but it's mm-hmm. like, you can't stop. You can't stop it. So y'all do y'all Greek stuff, you know, your Sigma Pi Phi, Chi Chi Rai Rai, you know, stay with the niggas, AAA, mm-hmm. people. Y'all keep doing that, ha ha. Ooh, real briefly, the daddy mama syndrome. Guess what? 
Yeah. Stop blaming it on your parents. That's what I wanted to leave when, when we were on this topic. That's why I threw it back up here in the show notes. Guess what? Your parents didn't have a clue. They were young as fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what it was to be a parent, to raise a child. They didn't have anything to go on. So all you black folk blaming your mama, all you black folk blaming your daddy for some shit that they did, and you grown, and you grown and on mm-hmm. your own, you still blaming your parents. Look, people, I almost caught y'all bitches, but I love y'all. Look, people, peoples, indigenous peoples. Plant this seed right here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. I told you, we can't solve everybody's problem. No, we're not that. We're not trying to be the guru for black folk. Not that. We're sharing some shit right here. But I want to say, your parents, they, they, they couldn't even do it for themselves. They did the best they can. So I really want to drop that with the daddy mama syndrome. I didn't have a chance to speak on that the last time the pastor brought it up. But stop blaming your parents. I'm going to say it again. Hallelujah. And I'm going to put the vibration on it, too. Stop blaming your parents. You grown. You grown. You mm-hmm. spiritual child. Tap into that. Whoa. Called accountability. And coming on with the snaps. Coming on with the snaps. Mm-hmm. All right. We got about nine minutes left. I want to uh, put this to the pastor, and uh, if she can remember, and I hope, what's your comment? Okay. Bring it on here. Jack Harlow. Woo. Oh, Bring God. Jack Harlow. Oh. Huh? Bruh, listen, I, bruh, I, I don't remember the last time they tried, they forced the motherfucker on us so goddamn hard. I'm like, what is this? This is a white boy that don't comb his goddamn hair. Why is that? Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. Then I heard the song is fucking Fergie. I'm like, y'all get the fuck out of here. These folks made me sick. White noise. That's what that shit is. White noise. <laughs> Jack Harlow. I'm sorry. I got triggered. My bad. <laughs> she said, don't get her started. And that's a short, that's a very short story, but that's okay, though, because, and listen, I'm going to tell you, I trust the pastor so much because when she told me because she was talking about this jack harlow i was like oh who is this and they kind of remind me of um the adele factor it was a few years back back and adele they put her in our face and every black folk that i know that i know they was digging on some adele and i was too i lying that one beat that had that drum beat no, ho, ho, that one right there. <laughs> I was digging that when I was on my drum going boom, 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 Hell boom, yeah. boom. And then I got turned around when the, some other stuff occurred. And we're going to talk about uh, that on the next uh, topic, interracial dating. And then you got in married. So we're going to like, I can't be mm. black with y'all on that issue. I'm going to give my opinions and my background of how I was raised up, you know. So if yeah. don't get scared, yeah. it's, it's all good. It's all good. And uh, back yeah. to the trust part, when the pastor told me that uh, Jack Harlow was not wasting my time, I just listened to it. I said, all right. 
I didn't go. I just say, okay, let me go look them up. And you know, y'all, I'm a verifier. I look up everything. You can't just tell me something. No, because guess what? I'm going to go look it up. I'm going to go get a book. I'm going to dive deep. I'm going to research. I'm going to verify, verify, verify. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but this hey, time maybe. I said, you know White what? Noise. The pastor ain't never stored me wrong. You know, we coming up here on I Can't Be Black with y'all in the congregation okay. and hold it. It'd be good. <laughs> okay, and listen, you know I was not going to steer you into you. that shit. No, nah, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that, so mm-hmm. I don't even have a desire to do that, so we cool. So I did want to bring up Y'all Come Back on June the 14th. We will be back with I Can't Be Black with y'all. We have some more topics. Oh, excuse me. Some more topics we want to get into and of course we're coming back on father's day which is juneteenth day and you most definitely we we didn't say nothing tonight jesus on mm-hmm. that juneteenth but we're gonna say a whole lot come that day right there and we have a wonderful show on the fourth sunday freestyle society dealing with men's mental health so y'all tune in, you know, a man, a dude, a guy, and, you know, maybe a little boy need to hear this because maybe he need to see planet in him. You know, matter of fact, I think it is dealing with something like that. So y'all tap in Fourth Sunday, Free Thought Society, hosted by uh, Rob is Rich, Jordan, and Salah Black Soul. So you guys get into that and always tap into the replays in case, you know, we got people right now listening. I appreciate all y'all taking the time to listen to the congregation right now because this stuff is natural. You know, it's not like, oh, we got wrote this dialogue here. No, it just comes out like that. You know, a few topics here or there, but we we good about that. So check out Hot Words, Hot Topics on all social media platforms. It's as simple as that. Pastor Karma, you're having it final words that you want to say and get off get off your altar <laughs> for black America. You know, um, yeah, you know, um, no, I, I really don't even have much to say, but I, I will leave you with some sarcasm. Uh, I bet you $5 that on Juneteenth, somebody going to be out there like, happy birthday, Jesus. Okay, I'm done. All right. I got it off here because y'all know I'm silly. Uh, let me go. Honey, Lord, I, let me go. See, you brought it back up, but I'm not speaking on it. Y'all tune back in on Juneteenth. We have a lot to say. We have a lot to share. And you know what? Yep. We're like less than five minutes. And I do want to say artistic diva 722, wonderful artist, right? Oh, wonderful mm-hmm. artist. She has merch. And she has merch for me. She has merch for the pastor. I can't be black with y'all. Okay. So guess what? I have mine. I have a T-shirt. We're going to post up real soon so you guys can check it out. But guess what? For those of you who know what we're coming from and what we're talking about, you know, we're not trying to talk about, you know, the indigenous people. It's like we need to sh- uh, shake and, and shake and rattle some stuff, you know, with the tambourines. You know, mm-hmm. you want to bring it out so you all can really come to the realization of don't nobody have power over you but you. <laughs> we want we want to say that part right there. So you want your own merch 
I Can't Be Black With Y'all, put your own photo on there, and Artistic Diva 722, she's the host of Artist to Artist every first Sunday, Lisa Michelle. Just like that, come back for, ooh, the summer coming up, June the 21st. Mm-hmm. Pastor, she's going to put on another hat, and she's going to come back just like that with the black hour. Yep. That's very exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Coming Straight back with that. She, yeah. All right, three minutes left. Final words, Pastor. Final words. Uh, my final words is uh, y'all uh, just got to do better. Goddamn, okay? Because y'all making content <laughs> creation for this show easy as hell, okay? I'm serious. Like, the, the Lori Harvey show, oh, I can't be black with y'all. Y'all care too much about this woman's pussy and not enough about this inflation. I can't be black with y'all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, honey. Uh, I, I really want us to get better, but if, if not, then hell, it's just it's more shit for us to create content about, okay? And I, I'm through. Hey, and this is for the next generation. It's like, look, you guys tap into these replays, and then, you know, let something click in you. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, we are not the enemy. You're not the enemy. Know who the enemy is. Look at it for what it's worth. So, honey... Unity is a foreign word. Come on, please come on and let it be common. If something is common, let that be common. All right, this is Deaconess to Ghetto Gospel, and y'all come back June 14th right here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Can't you smell what the system is cooking? Isn't your nose burning and twitching by now from the stench? of killing, stealing, and destroying. The kill virus has infiltrated into this program we like to call life. The crazy criminal cops are murdering innocent souls every year. The good system is building facilities for the homeless we hear. At first glance, it appears to be a good thing, but tricks be told. We are only pawns and playthings, but let's take a step back away from the Nazi zone. Let's take one day without our phones, and it appears to be the system is rounding up people without a home for a purpose, while the uninformed stay wordless and could care less. Now, if you're a movie buff, you could flash back to Red Dawn, the 1984 one. And as a dollar doesn't mean much, we could be close to some Red Dawn shit, and sad to say, it would all come without a fuss. We're not speaking of extermination just yet, but by seeing the reported murders and or staged killings, it certainly keeps the happy Negroes and rednecks in check for the real documented murders. The soulless triggers are prepped to keep everyone and everything in line in deep sleep, walking dead, spiritually deaf and blind. What all this means for the system is for sure no one wants to think about, so the robocops so easily quick to click the trigger on someone they think is inferior, and behind those dark glasses, there is no soul. They stand bold. Their compassion is full of hoes, no sign of woes, taking down an innocent soul. We see only these smiling, 
soulless souls, the unsoul, going about as usual, and the system sits back for the next story to be told. And it's not about black, white, or brown, because these colors would only mean what we make them to mean. We the people had better stick together because the mean machine, as we see, doesn't mind shedding innocent blood on the streets. The system surely has no concern what race, creed, religion, orientation, or skin you are in, who you are, or where you begin. We are so, and positive energy connects with positive energy. It is only our denial of the negative energy, ones that causes us harm. We can't think or believe that they would cause harm, but these are the facts. Soulless cops beat down and gun down people every day, and we need to face this fact. Indigenous Americans and anybody calling themselves any kind of American are getting systematically and electronically whacked another fact, and there are some good-hearted cops. However, if they stand by and witness the injustice, they are guilty by association. And like Sister Cop said, quit your job. There are good, scared cops just as guilty. And when their fellow blue or sister blue murder you, they are guilty too. All the good blue step away from the lynch mob and quit your job. These crazed cops gunned down unarmed people politely dismissed as a tragedy in the system's view. While the fire around the nation brews, we see a multitude of strong indigenous so-called black Americans cut down all over the Internet and in the news. And by now, the country is full of emotions and like ice, it stays frozen and damn near broken. Let's rewind to basic 101 and know the system controls the media. It decides what goes over the airwaves. The system has no soul. So why we believe in the U.S. administration had nothing to do with 9-11 or any other crime against humanity, it is because we, the people, have a soul. We know what it is and what it means to have and show compassion for another soul here in this realm. Let it be by love taking down the soulless, and we don't let Tim's recipe make life worthless. Let us create a new press kit and fill the world with some love shit and override the system's bullshit concerning these program crazy criminal cops who have no soul because to kill is their only goal. Sisters, brothers, nieces, and certainly my nephews, it is best we don't speak to them except to say, am I under arrest? Don't protest. If you must, ask the Popo simply, am I free to go? It is better not to speak to them because most of them are under the spell of this system, a.k.a. Tim, the nothing, and them. It is best to remain silent and prove you are a human being in another setting, another season, in another way, on another day. I didn't do nothing are the trigger words to turn the soulless in blue into killers. Let us all be thinkers so we won't end up as newsfeed fillers.